This is a LifeGate Church podcast. Tune in to hear from our team as we encourage you to discover the freedom and purpose that Jesus offers. If you want to find out more about who we are, visit lifegate.org.au. Good morning, LifeGate Church. My name is Andrew Lingley. I'm the Young Adults Pastor here, and it is great to be joining you in your living room this morning. So thanks so much for having me. And I want to share a message with you today about this. There are no second-rate Christians. So we're going to continue into the book of Ephesians, uh, chapter 2, verse 11 to 22. And I want to start by telling you a story from my own life. So when I was a lot younger, um, younger than I am at the moment, I... uh, saw this group of Christian leaders and I loved them and I respected them and I wanted to be like them. And so I did whatever I could to be included in this kind of community. I went to events, I went to uh, camps, I did a theology degree, uh, I volunteered in any way that I could. And after all of that, I realized that I still felt like I was on the outside looking in, that no matter what I did, I felt like I wasn't good enough to be a part of that community. I didn't feel included. And I wonder whether you've ever felt like that, whether you've ever felt that no matter what you try and do, you just don't quite fit in. You see, we can feel second rate in a whole bunch of different ways. Maybe you feel second rate as a musician and maybe you feel like I'm never going to be quite as good as that person. Maybe you feel second rate as a parent. Um, you're trying to raise your kids and I'm, I'm never quite going to be as good as that person at raising my kids. Maybe you're married and you feel second rate in your marriage or second rate as a husband or a wife and you compare yourself to those that are married around you, um, those who are husbands or wives around you. Maybe you feel second rate as a Christian. I don't talk, I don't pray, I don't read my Bible quite as well as that person does. Have you ever felt that way in church? You see, it can be a constant battle comparing ourselves to others and We can see how it feels like others are treating us and also how we see ourselves. And all of this can leave us feeling like we're second rate. You see, this group of leaders that I looked up to, I found out that some of them had been talking behind my back recently and gossiping about me. And so that left me feeling even more second rate as a leader, second rate as a person, second rate as a Christian. Well, the good news is this, if you've ever felt that way, is that there are no second rate Christians. And today we're going to be unpacking the book of Ephesians and the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 2 verses 1 verses 11 to 22 unpacks this fact. So let's take a look at it together. So here's how it starts. It says, Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands. 
Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far, and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of the household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, The whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. So I want to take a step back and provide a little bit of context as to what is going on behind this passage. You see, uh, in the history of uh, the church, in the history of God's people, um, there were certain occasions where people would become Jews. One of the examples is the Hebrew people, as they're led out to Egypt, become God's people. Now, however, a lot of the time, people did not become Jews. And this led to the idea of there being second-rate people or second-rate Christians, people that were not seen as fully God's people. See, the Gentiles were seen as this and they were referred to as dogs sometimes. And the word Gentile comes from the word goy, which literally just means nations. So the people that weren't Jews. And as you can imagine, if someone called you a dog, it would lead to a lot of hostility between you and that person. And that's exactly what happens between the Jews and the Gentiles. There's a lot of hostility, a lot of separation between them. And when Paul in Acts decides to go to the Gentiles, the Jewish people go crazy. And when Peter speaks to the Gentiles and the Holy Spirit comes to them, the fellow believers, the Jewish believers were like, whoa, what's going on here? This, this, Weird, I'm amazed. And I want to take a second to just break down the difference between the Jews and the Gentiles. So the Jews, they had a strong cultural identity, whereas the Gentiles have no strong cultural identity. The Jews were descendants of Abraham. The Gentiles were not descendants of Abraham. The Jews followed the Mosaic law. And the Gentiles don't follow the law. The Jews are circumcised and the Gentiles are uncircumcised. The Jews are a promised people and nation 
and the Gentiles didn't know the promise. So now let's go back and unpack the book of Ephesians and what it means for us and the fact that there are no second-rate Christians. So verses 12, this is what it says. It's speaking to the Gentiles here, and it says, you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. Verse 13 says, but now in Christ Jesus, you, the Gentiles, who were once far away, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Verse 14 says, uh, he himself, Jesus, is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. Verse 16, in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. And I want to take a second to unpack this barrier that it's talking about, the dividing wall of hostility. And a few years ago, I had the opportunity to go to Israel and they have this model of the temple in Jerusalem. And here's the temple. Here's what it looks like. And you can see that there's this inner fortress kind of being. And this is the court of the Jews. And this large open space outside is the court of the Gentiles. And there was literally a dividing barrier separating the Gentiles from the Jews and from God. And so as you can imagine, that barrier created a lot of hostility between the two groups. And so Jesus says, I have come to bring these two groups together as one and to break down that dividing wall of hostility. Here's what it says in verse 17. Jesus came and he preached peace to you who were far away, the Gentiles, and peace to those who were near, the Jewish believers. Through him, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. 19 says, The Gentiles, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of his household. Verse 21, In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple, You two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. We are becoming a dwelling for God's spirit. So now that we know um, this, in our church, there are no Jews and Gentiles. However, there can be those in our church community that feel like second-rate Christians and those who treat others like second-rate Christians. And so I want to diagnose that a little bit. And so pretend like you're going to a doctor. Here are some of the symptoms of a second-rate Christian. Maybe you feel like the pastor is holy or above you. You know, you're not quite as good as them. Maybe you're not good enough to serve. Maybe you're not quite as good at something as that person. Maybe you don't feel included or welcome, so you don't attend things. Maybe you wonder whether God could truly use you. And I want you to take a moment and just look at that list and go, do I feel like a second-rate Christian? 
And on the other side of the problem, I want to ask this. Do you treat others like second-rate Christians? Here are some of the symptoms if you're treating someone like a second-rate Christian. Maybe you don't talk to certain people. Maybe you see them coming and you go, all right, I've got to walk to the other side of the room to try and avoid them. Maybe you talk to people who you think are better than you or people you respect. So someone like a leader, do you treat them better because you respect them? Do you invite certain people in our community to things but not others? So take a moment and think. Look through this list and go, do I treat others like second-rate Christians? Now, the church was never designed to be a mirror of us. It was designed to be a mirror of God. And it's, the church is not a place where those who follow Jesus need to fit in with what we think, with what we look like, with how we act. And I want to tell you this this morning as hope, as something to look forward to. And I want to tell you, friends, if you are working through addiction, you are not a second-rate Christian. If you are divorced, you are not a second-rate Christian. If you're in financial difficulty, friends, you are not a second-rate Christian. If you're struggling with sin in your life in some way, you are not a second-rate Christian. And if you're new to church and you're still exploring faith and what does this all mean, friends, you are not a second-rate Christian. You see, when I came to LifeGate, I had this experience of a community who valued me, who was for me, who included me, where I didn't feel second-rate. And I want us to imagine if we were a church that was like that where people loved and supported everyone, where no one felt second rate and everyone felt included, where people felt confident to make a difference and to serve, where they knew God could use them, where they didn't feel like anyone was above them. I want to ask you this, friends. Are you feeling second rate or are you treating others like a second-rate Christian. Because I want to tell you, there are no second-rate Christians. Whether you became a Christian 40 years ago or today, we are all one in Christ. We all have different journeys, different callings, different strengths, but we are all one in Christ. You see, friends, the promise of Jesus is for everyone. A relationship with God is for everyone. The good news is for everyone. This church community is for everyone. The promise of eternity is for those who believe in Jesus. And guess what, friends? The invitation to respond is for everyone. And so I want to give you an opportunity now to respond. Maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus before. And I want to give you an opportunity now to follow Jesus. So if this is you, I'd like you to just pray this prayer with me. Jesus, 
I'm sorry that I've been living my own way. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that you died and rose again so that I could go from far away to near to you. I want to trust you as Lord of my life and follow you in everything. Amen. And friends, if you're struggling with feeling second rate or you're treating others like second rate Christians, I want you to just spend some time praying right now. And I invite you to reach out to your life group leader, to a staff member, and to let them know so that they can support you, so that they can pray with you. And I hope this message was encouraging for you today. And I hope that you have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the LifeGate Church Podcast. Our church is a place to discover the freedom and purpose that Jesus offers. 